Hi, thanks for tuning in. This is Druggers for the People. This podcast will contain my feelings and opinions and uh, stories from from my practice in pharmacy, but none of this should be taken as just hardcore fact. This is more about stimulating questions that you can then take to your pharmacist and your doctor and your healthcare team uh, to help you better understand and participate in your care. And once again, just a little reminder, if you're looking for medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, you won't find it here. You need to use your healthcare professional for that. Today, the people is Carol, and she's a popular people. She's been here before. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, today, we're going to talk about a medication that's only known by two words, one of which is the... Pill. Yes, that's it. It's it's epic. Its name is epic. Well... Introducing, <laughs> in this corner, the pill. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it is. It does have big impact. Big impact. I don't like the uh, use of the word there. It's got quite an effect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know how you feel about that word. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> so we could just real, real quick, like talk a little bit about the history, like because this has sure. just been around forever, as far as you and I are concerned. Right. But it's really not been forever. Oh, interesting. <laughs> well, um, so in the thirties. A couple of guys, scientists, realized that progesterone, this thing they had discovered, was preventing ovulation in, in animal studies. And so that was like, hey, look at here. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> these, these little guys aren't having babies. Um, and then in the um, 40s, progestin, which is a synthetic form of this progesterone. So we're just going to say progestin. Which is a hormone, right? Correct. That's correct. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... They synthesized um, this from Mexican wild yam root. <laughs> I wonder what they were smoking when they figured that out. I don't know. It sounds like a B movie. <laughs> it this, does. It's discovered on Mars. How <laughs> <laughs> this Mexican wild yam root get on Mars? Um, anyway, so then they. This is where we're getting to. They synthesized it from that as a source. Okay. Which means they're making it in a lab. Mm-hmm. So then we get into the fifties, and we start having the availability of these combination pills, which is estrogen and this project, the progestin. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, at that point in time, it was taboo to talk about birth control. And actually, there was a Comstock law from way back, 1873, where that was considered obscene. Wow. To talk about it. Okay. I wonder whose idea that was. Well, <laughs> probably the ladies all got together. Uh, yeah. I'm thinking not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh that was over, you know, they got through that, but originally it was, well, not for birth control. That was considered a side effect, but for cycle okay. control, control, you know. regular. That's right. Um, so while all this is going and the use is starting to increase, women, this is changing things. Sure. I mean, it's. Holy cow. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. This, Talk so about that, liberating. And this is why it's <laughs> epic. It's the pill because it changed, you know. For a woman, all these choices came. You betcha. Our mothers. Yeah, but it wasn't easy. And there was a fight, and it still goes on a little bit. But like in 1968, Pope Paul VI determined that the pill was an artificial means of birth control and therefore sinful. Okay. So there you go. I'm not sure how many Catholic women, I think that that's kind of, that, that stance is still there today. Mm. 
That explains well, a lot about our families. Well, it does. Well, <laughs> nine kids and nine kids. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm happy. Well, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm seven. Nine. I'm seven of nine, <laughs> so I'm pretty happy with that. I am most of the time. There's <laughs> some days. Thanks, um, Mr. Pope. Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, that was that was a stance that the Catholic Church took and still maintains today. But um, women started. You know, they start smoking cigarettes. What were the cigarettes? Virginia Slims. You've that come, was commercial. You've come a long way, baby. Oh, yeah. You've come a long way, baby. Yeah, you're introducing carcinogens. <laughs> you're doing <laughs> stupid stuff that guys have been doing. No, I mean, it was really didn't know about that. Yeah. Back then, it wasn't fact. Right before and, the Surgeon General. And it was. It was empowering. Like, it was, let's, let's just be equals. Yeah. Um, but the, 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 the kind of, not kind of, it was unfortunate fact is that Smoking in combination with these birth control pills, especially the combination ones, the estrogen mm-hmm. and progestin, can increase uh, the risk of cardiovascular issues, strokes, yeah, yikes, clots. Uh, so, and those early pills were high in uh, the hormones were high levels. So, um, have they fixed? Anyway, that? they they did fix it in the seventies. They were realizing this, and again, this battle goes on. Is this the right thing to do? Uh, and just like any other med, any other time, it's up to the person. The person has to determine, like, all those risk-benefit issues that we talk about and side effects and things. And then, is it right for them? How do they feel about it emotionally, emotionally and spiritually? If, sure. um, so, so I, sure. you know, I respect that. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. So what, and, and to this day, whatever a woman— You're joking, but I, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, I'm not joking about that. No, no, we were joking about oh, you know, being Catholic and oh, yeah, kids yeah, yeah. and all that. Yeah, I'm absolutely right. Um, so, anyhow, they did. They found out how high these were, and so the the, the products have changed. The very low estrogen levels and, and progestin compared to back then. Good. Now, um, before we move on, I just want to ask you about male birth control. Is this something that's <laughs> Ever occurred to you? Hmm. It's occurred to me. <laughs> we have two beautiful children. <laughs> yeah, it's occurred to me, but uh, I don't think that there are good options there. Am I no, right? no, there's not. They they've tried the male birth control pill, and it drops testosterone levels. And and I think I read where it's to castrate levels, which yikes. Yeah, I'm, that eliminates the need for any of it. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna start dancing right here. I don't. <laughs> It's, um, so anyway, yeah, that, that was gone. So there basically there's a couple options, condoms and snip snip. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, it's. When you said dancing, you're talking about discomfort. A discomfort dancing. Yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. It's, man, let's say fidgeting. There you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's up to the ladies. A yeah. lot of this is. Yeah. Uh, no surprise. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so that's kind of like. The sociology of this thing, this is like when something like this comes up and changes, not just that person, but how we are going to be able to behave and uh, women's role in society in affecting all areas. Good grief, yes. Of our communities. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. And so, uh, you know, we continue to to keep a close tabs on what these – we. Um, the pill can do, yeah. but it's been out there long enough that it's been closely watched and you just have to match it up to, it's, to the woman and what her history is and what her concerns are and what her um, preferences are. Sure. And her family planning ideas. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly right. Did you have a question? Um, I was just going to say, I was just going to ask you about effectiveness. Okay. Well, so it's it's very effective. It is um, 99% effective with perfect use. You know what that means? It means you can't skip a pill. Yeah, you're very diligent. <laughs> yes. But the reality is it's about 91%, typically 90, 91, because life gets gets oh, rolling and people, sure. the woman forgets here and there. Sure. And so that's, so there are a couple other options where you have this drop off in the effectiveness because of maybe not taking the pill consistently. There's inserts and uh, implants, like the, the insert would be no, something like NuvaRing, which has this combination of these same hormones, uh, estrogen and progestin, and that would have to be inserted into the vagina. So, and then there's a, a progestin only implant, uh, next plan in that goes into the upper arm. And this is just the progesterone compound, uh, progestin. And it's, um, releases over three years consistently this amount of, uh, progestin. That's where we're at. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is a, um, we can sort of segue into just a little pharmacology here. Sure. Should we call it something else? Sciencey stuff. <laughs> Science. How do it know? Science. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's just basically the this, you know, we've got all these biofeedback systems, and we've talked about this in a number of episodes. When you say we've got, you're talking about in our body. Our bodies, correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The like just for example, how we regulate sugar in mm -hmm. our systems and how we can then utilize it, pull it into muscle and, and tissues and cells and stuff. There's you know, we're constantly aware the body's monitoring how much glucose there is. And if we need more glucagon is released from the, and, and can get, uh, free that up and insulin's released if there's too much. Okay. So we keep this balance and it's a biofeedback that's constantly reading it. Well, in the woman's, woman's reproductive cycle, the same thing's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but the monitoring is about, you know, okay, is it time to bring the follicle, Stimulate the follicle in the ovary to produce an egg and release the, that ovum and mm -hmm. um, all the other things that go on, and then the menses, and then starting over. So there's it's all this feedback stuff. So okay, we're getting to uh, here. We go. We're finally actually getting to how it works. These hormones, in particular, we we'll talk about the oral combination products with the estrogen and the progestin. These are two hormones that that will bind to get into this feedback system. And prevent what would normally happen is the levels of these hormones, when they drop, would be a signal to, hey, ovaries, let's get to work on that next egg. Uh -huh. So what it does is prevents that. I see. Yeah, so they're, 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 they're binding um, because they're natural compounds. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works. It's just getting into this biofeedback system saying, you know, where normally those levels might be falling, it would call for it. If you keep those levels up, mm -hmm. then you, you stop the biofeedback where, you, where the egg is released and okay. that kind of thing. Does that make sense? It does. Does um, Is there something else that happens like within the woman's body besides the sort of stopping the next egg? Yeah. The progesterone can also thicken the mucus over the cervix and prevent the sperm from actually getting in there. So there's, uh -huh. a, there's a couple of ways that it's working. Okay. I did want to mention... So since we're talking about how it actually works in the body, mm -hmm. and we have talked about how effective it is, and when a woman might miss a couple and then ends up getting pregnant, the, the what happens is this: since your 
sending these two hormones into the body, you mm-hmm. have to take them the same time, keep every day. Every day. Um, that when you miss them, that biofeedback system, and especially if it's for a couple few days, is going, mm-hmm. oh. Here's our opening, it's, so well, to speak. It's, the levels have dropped, and it's like, <laughs> right. oh, we're going to send a signal to the ovaries. Let's get an egg in here. Yeah. And Let's away. make this happen. Well, that's it. <laughs> so that's why we, we talk, you know. You know, a woman might be like, why do I have to take it every day at the mm-hmm. same time, especially with the progestin only? Right. But with both, you just every day, just do it at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's because you're participating in this biofeedback system. Okay. And you got to be diligent. So okay. that, that's all that is. Does that make sense to you? It does. And this brings up a question to me. So is this an old wives' tale? But it seems like when I took the pill forever and ever and ever. Um, they said you had to be careful about if you were taking, they, not my doctor didn't say this. My peers said you have to be careful if you're taking an antibiotic. What's the scoop with that? Uh, that's true. And mm-hmm. and so when that first came out, it, it was like shocking a little bit. Like, oh my God, there's things that we can have happen. But there's there are some drug-drug interactions and antibiotics in particular. Tetracycline was one that was brought up. Um, that used to be used a lot for acne. So mm. a woman's on the pill, and yes, yeah, and rifampin's another antibiotic, and there are some anticonvulsants that fall into this. St. John's Wort, so there's a supplement. Mm-hmm. H- some of the HIV meds. So yes, there are some, and what they do is can these other drugs can stimulate this enzyme that breaks down the hormones, so you have less of them uh-huh. in the system. So again, okay, the that biofeedback system, if it's low enough, might go, hey, gotcha. Let's, Release an egg. Let's make a baby. Let's get it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Was there anything else that you had there? Mm, no, we talked about t- the timing of taking it. Right, that's, right. It was always a big deal. Yeah. And and specifically, like, when you start in terms of the, of the period, what method you want to do, and then when you miss doses, it's specific for each of the, the different types of contraceptives, oral contraceptives. So talk to your pharmacist. Talk yes. to your healthcare person. If you have yes. questions, just call them. Yes. That's what they're there for. So I want to just talk about, like, real quick, we talked about the risk-benefit. You yes. know, we always talk about that. hmm So this is when the woman gets in there, she just needs to be really clear about who she is, how she lives, what her history is, and then find the right pill for her. And then again, monitor, monitor, monitor. And if there's some side effects that are occurring, talk to your healthcare provider and see if there is, a, there's a lot of different options. Mm-hmm. See if there's another one you might want to go to. So like okay. risk benefit stuff that you might, that you'll need to um, talk about is um, whether or not you've just given birth, how old you are, if you smoke, what's your blood pressure look like, if there's any history of a clotting disorder or any DVTs, deep vein thrombosis. Oh, I have a question. Can I just go through these real sure. quick? History of breast cancer, history of stroke or heart disease, diabetes, diabetes-related complications. This, some of them can increase the glucose. Mm-hmm. Um, liver, gallbladder, history of migraines, uterine bleeding. So there, it goes on. What about nursing moms? Well, okay, that's another one. I was going to get to that, but that that's a good question. Or a good fact to bring up and that would mean that you would want to go with a progestin only because the estrogen can actually um, affect the, the amount of breast milk. So it can affect that. So that's good. A good to know. Yeah. It's a good point. So if these things are going on, if there's any yeses to this, you avoid the, the 
combination pill, and you might look at the progestin only. But again, you have to go to that one and see specifically, are we okay? Um, like with the progestin only, the liver problems, cancer problems, uterine bleeding, anticonvulsants and uh, anti-tuberculin drugs, that's rifampin. This is just about the drug-drug interactions. Mm-hmm. So you have some of these risk-benefit issues that you have with the oral ones, you might be able to move then to the progestin. But again, that's not for me to say or that's you to doctor. think. That's your doctor. That is, yes, you your working doctor. with your, your healthcare professional. Yeah, your, your And physician. when you say liver problems, you're talking about you need to make your doctor aware of Completely. that if he isn't already or yes. she. Yes, um, because they, they may or may not be. So this, again, right. is where you, you're the central caregiver right. for you. Right. So just making sure that all that information and is shared. Most women would get the pill from their gynecologist or get the prescription from their gynecologist, where if you're seeing other specialists, it would just be good as the patient to communicate all that. Right. Um, and, and then there's also like preferences for what you hope, how you want to live with the effects with how the, the, the pills actually work, whether it's mm-hmm. the combo or the progestin only. Mm-hmm. So um, for like the combination pills, there's easy reversal of the birth control of the birth control. If you want to get pregnant, uh, PMS can be helped relieved a little bit oh, with those um, less menstrual cramps. Acne might improve with the co- with the combination. Mm-hmm. Shorter, lighter, more predictable periods, uh, less bleeding. Um, it can also reduce the symptoms of endometriosis. These kinds of things. So uh, you go through a risk benefit, and then you also see well, what are these? What are you hoping for? How it affects you? What might you hope for? Mm-hmm. Um, Besides not having a baby. Yeah. And then with the with the progestin, which are these mini pills, and it's just the same amount of this progestin in each one, uh, these could be taken. Uh, even if you have some of these health risks that might be listed under the combination products, um, blood clots and this kind of thing. So, again, though, this what we're saying here, this is not how you determine. What you do is make sure that you're really honest and thorough about what you're expecting, what your history is, what your family history is. And like, don't be embarrassed about saying that you smoke. No. Gosh, because no. if you smoke, you've got to make yeah, that. Your healthcare provider needs to know that. Yeah. And especially, especially with regard to this. So, um, so the long and the short of it is here to be this advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and to once you've started, there are, you know, there's some side effects that can occur. So start it, see how you feel if this one particular product and um, note it, you know, put it in your calendar. Hey, started this one today. Right. And then onward. And if there's any side effects, nausea or anything that you might be feeling, note it. And so when you see your doc or if you need to contact your physician or your healthcare provider, mm-hmm. you've got that objective information right in front of you. And maybe you can adjust that drug to you. Yes. So I have you one more question. Yeah. Um, so I know that physicians say this, I know that pharmacists say this, but I don't think it could hurt to say it again is don't you have to be on the pill for a, a little bit of time before it's actually effective? Like you can't, Take it day one, and it's effective day one. Well, that's absolutely true. It's got to get in there and, and be absorbed and then start to bond to these receptors and, and get have a, a role in this biofeedback system that we're talking mm-hmm. about. And it depends on if you start what, what method you decide to start. Because a lot of times there's a seven-day period 
And I just think it's probably a good idea to have an additional uh, birth control intervention in there before you just completely 100% rely on that. But again, that talk with your physician, your pharmacist, depending on which way you're going to start this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in the dark ages is the 80s when I started that whole process. I just remember um, my girlfriends talking about that because some people had not paid attention to that and have very grown-up children. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's so. That's I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. So you do have to be aware of that, and that's one more thing when you're when you're getting into this. Just hey, let's be sure we're doing this correctly so that it has the effect that you're looking for. So really, like any other med, you know this this the pill, the pill. You got any epic way of saying it? (laughs) You want to try? Um, the pill. There it is. Um, it, so it, you still have to think about the risk benefit, like we've been talking and talking about. And it includes, once again, we mentioned earlier, but any emotional, spiritual, religious beliefs and feelings that, for me, it's like, we shouldn't have to say this now, but it's just respecting every woman's decision. Sure. It's so that's, personal. It's very personal. So that's kind of what's interesting about this. The pill is it's so personal and it affects a woman's life and how she wants to live, but it's every bit of it. Yeah, and but it's had this this societal. So it's it's really been about the actions within the body of the woman of the pill, what we've talked about, and then mm-hmm. it's the actions within the body of the community yeah. as a result. So it's Absolutely. really been it's You've amazing. Come a long way, baby. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> so um, I do want to mention that when literature research comes out. Uh, that it should come from an unbiased source. And this happens not infrequently, uh, which means like a we've talked about randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled studies, which means that you, you, know, you don't pick somebody for the study because they, you like them. And du- um, it's double-blind, meaning the person doesn't know, the person running the study doesn't know what you're getting. And uh-huh. um, placebo-controlled, meaning you run this thing with a placebo, I don't know if you want to do that with birth control pills. Right? I would think not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's it's kind of I, I was thinking we like we use Consumer Reports and JD Power and Motor Trend and Edmonds and Car and Driver. If you're going to look at uh, what, what kind of a vehicle you want to get, mm-hmm. um, we don't we don't just go to like the you know Ford or Toyota or whoever your favorite car maker might be and say you know look at their articles because they're going to. <laughs> They're going to tell you it's the greatest yeah, yeah, card so, ever. Again, just when this stuff comes out, you know, if it's from whatever angle that might have a bias, mm-hmm. then take it with a, a, grain, of a grain of salt. You know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I was reluctant just to use pinch. that because if you're if you're on lithium, that's going to change your levels. But anyway, <laughs> that's a metaphor. Uh, so anyway, that I do think that that gets us into some trouble times. Sometimes not um, having a, a good assessment of things that are published and is there validity to it and has the bias been eliminated that is mm-hmm. by the by the person that's reviewing the 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 data and, and i don't know not just trying that. to sell more drugs yeah um okay i think that's about it do you have anything any other questions no all right well i appreciate you for, appreciate for you. being here thanks <laughs> <laughs> and i appreciate you all for listening this has been and will be druggists for the people